brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back to our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here's the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. Okay, we're going to be talking today about the need for gratitude. And I was going to title it The Power of Gratitude, which would have probably been a, a more powerful title. However, the need for gratitude is what we absolutely need in this life. You know, gratitude is an emotion that expresses the appreciation for what you have, as opposed to, you know, what the marketing uh, consumer-driven emphasis is on what someone wants. I mean, we fill our we fill our closets and our homes with things that we want, not things that we need. We need gratitude. Gratitude is getting a a great deal of attention as a facet of of positive psychology. A lot of studies show that we can deliberately cultivate gratitude and increase our well-being and happiness by doing that. In addition, you know, gratefulness and especially the expression of it to others is associated with an increased energy, optimism, and empathy. You know, what was so interesting when I grew up, uh, and I've told this story before, but my grandmother... Uh, was very um, chubby lady. She sat in her little little uh, wooden rocking chair, and she was the most grateful person in this world. She barely ever left her house, but when she did, people just surrounded her. They loved her to death. People would come and visit her, take the time out of their day just to come and visit her because she gave them such good energy. She was probably the most grateful person that I've ever seen. And what's amazing about her is is that she had two funerals. And that's because and even people when she taught in grade school in Arkansas and they buried her in Arkansas, uh, we buried her down there. What was amazing is people she taught in the first grade, these were 60, 70 year old people showed up to her funeral. And that is just outstanding. Gratitude is magnetic. And it is a, a sentiment that we'd all do well to cultivate. I mean, you get more joy in life. Feeling thankful and expressing thanks makes you happier and heartier, and it doesn't make you a hokey fake person. The biggest bonuses come from experiencing grab- gratitude habitually, which that means that we are starting to look at the good in people rather than making judgments and wondering how we should not like a person. You know, our skepticism makes us extremely not grateful. You know, but natural integrates into uh, no despair in life. If you're naturally a grateful person, you're not going to have a lot of despair. You're going to be living in hope. You know, uh, simple exercises can give skeptics a short-term mood boost. And once you get started, you find more and more things to be grateful for. You know, in, in gratitude letters detailing the kindness of someone they've never properly thanked, they read the letter aloud to the person that they're thanking and you'll see measurable improvements in your mood. You know, studies show that for a full month after a, a gratitude visit in which a person makes an appointment to read a letter to the recipient, happiness levels tend to go up while boredom and other negative feelings go down. In fact, the gratitude visit is more effective than any other exercise in positive psychology. You know, the gratitude 
doesn't have to be directed at another person to hit its mark. Just take a few minutes each day and jot down the things that make you thankful, from the generosity of friends to the food on your table to the right to vote. After a few weeks, people who follow this routine feel better about themselves and they have more energy and they feel more alert. You know, feeling thankful even brings physical changes, studies show. You know, list keepers, uh, sleep better, exercise more, gain a, a general contentment that may counteract stress and contribute to your overall health. You know, gratitude exercises do call for a certain amount of openness. These exercises can be done with skepticism, but not with cynicism. You know, for people who want to activate their gratitude but feel slightly silly about exercises, fake it until you make it. Say thank you. You know, enough reasons, enough you reason and your mind will fall apart with 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 your words you don't want to sit there and reason logically just do it you know thank yous don't have anyone to thank if you don't have anyone to thank thank yourself you know it doesn't depend on circumstances you want to use thank you in your language and a lot of people don't they just go through life they're like zombies they they don't have a lot of emotion and when they do they're angry and nasty people we don't want to be that way. You know, you can be grateful just for just about anything you've received in part because someone or someone else has taken their time to give something to you. And that may not be a gift physically. It may be a compliment. Be grateful for that. You know, uh, the most important blessings are the ones that are most consistent. You know, and those that are the ones that that take for granted, you know, grateful reflection helps you pick out and savor the good in life, even if the good isn't flashy. What's more, gratitude turns your attention to what you uh, do have instead of what you don't have. And gratitude means you're a humble person and humble people do very, very well in life. Consistently ungrateful people tend to think uh, that material goods such as a big screen TV or winning the lottery can make them happy. On the other hand, people who recognize the blessings they have tend to think they'll get happiness from things like fulfilling relationships, which research shows are the real sources of satisfaction in our life because grateful people don't fixate on money or material goods. They may cut back on envy and nagging comparisons, uh, you know, comparing themselves to the Joneses. If you're always going to compare yourself to other people, you're never going to be happy. Grateful people always put others first. They, they tell people what great people they are. They reflect on their nature, and that gets people noticed. Gratitude may chase away thoughts far worse than a desire for a big screen TV. You know, traumatic memories actually fade into the background for people who who regularly feel grateful. And, and this is in lots of experiments. You know, troublesome thoughts pop up less frequently with less intensity, which suggests that gratitude may inhale, uh, enhance emotional healing. You know, thankfulness helps the brain fully process events. Grateful people achieve closure by making sense of negative events so they can mesh with generally positive outlooks. So that means people are resilient. And there's lots of negative things that take place in our life. But if we become grateful, we become resilient. 
And we can be grateful for a negative event because it may teach us something good. You know, that's that's incredible thing to have this in our life. But it goes against the grain of many people's character. Many people are overwhelmed by life. They've got their jobs, their family, their finances, their relationship, their marriage, their home. That There's so many things that we all juggle that we forget to get outside of the bubble in our brain and actually connect with other people in a good way. You know, even a simple thank you spurs people to act in compassionate ways that may not otherwise uh, consider. You know, people thanked for giving directions, help more willingly in the future. You know, social workers who get thank you letters visit their clients more often and, and, and diners where waiters that write thanks on their check give bigger tips. You know, being thankful means that you're going to be rewarded. It may not be direct, it may not be immediate, but it, it, it creates and establishes a consistency in your character that you want to maintain. Until you become a grateful person, you won't realize the value of becoming a grateful person. You know, call it corny, but gratitude just may be the glue that holds all of society together. You know, the benefits of it is, you know, you got to stop feeling sorry for yourself. We're often told, and while it can be hard to avoid self-pity entirely, mentally strong people choose to exchange self-pity for gratitude. Whether you choose to write a few sentences in gratitude journal or simply take a moment to silently acknowledge all that you have and giving thanks, this will transform your life. You know, gratitude opens the door to more relationships. Not only does saying thank you constitute good manners, but showing appreciation can help you win new friends. You know, there was a study done in 2014 uh, in a magazine called Emotion, and the study found that thanking new acquaintances makes them more likely to seek an ongoing relationship. So whether you thank a stranger for holding the door or send a thank you note to a colleague, who helped you with a project, acknowledging other people's contributions leads to brand new opportunities in life. And that is good change, folks. You know, gratitude also improves your physical health. Grateful people experience fewer aches, fewer pains, and report feeling healthier than other people. You know, there was another study done in the personality uh, and individual differences uh, magazine in 2012. And not Uh, surprisingly, grateful people are also more likely to take care of their health. They exercise more often and are more likely to attend regular checkups, which is likely a contribution to your further longevity of life. You know, it also improves your psychological health. Gratitude reduces a whole multitude of toxic emotions from envy and resentment to frustration and regret from anger uh, to rage, you know, uh, this multiple studies uh, have been taken on your uh, gratitude and the emotional well-being, and the research confirms that gratitude effectively increases happiness and decreases depression. You know, gratitude also enhances empathy and reduces aggression. A lot of people don't understand empathy because they're not grateful. Grateful people are more likely to behave in a pro-social manner, even when others behave less kindly. There was another study done at 2012 at the University of Kentucky, and the participants who ranked higher on gratitude scales were less likely to retaliate against uh, even other people, even when 
they were given negative feedback. They experienced more sensitivity, more empathy towards other people, and a decreased desire to seek revenge. You know, grat- uh, grateful people also sleep better. Wow. How many of us want to sleep more? You know, writing a gratitude journal improves your sleep. And this was done, uh, this is proven in a 2011 study published by Applied Psychology, Health and Well-Being. Spent just about, f- spend just about 15 minutes jotting down a few grateful sentiments before bed and you may sleep better and longer. You know, gratitude also improves your self-esteem. And self-esteem means learning how to say no to things that hurt you. And in 2014, a Journal of Applied Sports Psychology found that gratitude increased athletes' self-esteem and also an essential, this is an essential component to optimal performance. You know, other studies have shown that gratitude reduces social comparisons rather than becoming resentful towards people who have been have more money or better jobs. A major factor in reduced self-esteem is grateful people are able to appreciate other people's accomplishments. Also, it increases your mental strength. For years, research has shown gratitude not only reduces stress, but it may also play a major role in overcoming trauma. In, in a 2006 study published in, in uh, Behavior Research and uh, Therapy found that Vietnam War veterans with higher levels of gratitude experienced, uh, experienced lower rates of post-traumatic stress disorder. Even in a 2003 study published in the Journal of uh, Personality and social psychology found gratitude was a major contributor to resilience following terrorist attacks on September 11th and recognizing all that you have to be thankful for even during the worst times fosters your resilience so you know we all have the ability and the opportunity to cultivate gratitude and rather than complain about that the things you think you deserve Take a few moments to focus on all that you have. You know, peace is acceptance. Peace means you're willing to accept what you have. And so many people in this life, I was teaching a class earlier today, and I asked them, how many of you have ever experienced peace in your life? And guess what? Only four people raised their hands in the whole room. It's amazing. You know, rather than complain about what you think you deserve, Focus on what you have. Develop an attitude of gratitude. And I know a lot of people have heard that, but one of the simplest ways to improve your satisfaction with life is learning about how to become a grateful person. You know, when you feel like crap, you practice gratitude when you feel like crap. You want to close your eyes. You probably already got this, but you don't do this while you're driving. Sit or stand somewhere when you, when you have time on your own. It can be in your home or while waiting for a bus you know, or whatever, or a subway, wherever you live, and, and it could even be in the grocery line. And, and But it can be a, a little bit unnerving, but take a deep breath in and, in and say or visualize the word gratitude in your mind. Focus on your body. Watch. Is there a tension when you focus on that word? You breathe and you relax a little deeper and you mentally want to review things, occurrences, people, places that you've experienced in the last 24 hours, the last week or two, or even through the course of your life and ask yourself, what or who do you feel gratitude for? This is the tricky, sneaky part. If you get this into your life, you are going to realize how much it benefits. And you want to you want to think, 
you're great about all the things you're grateful for. Then as you see the item in detail, see that it translates into inklings of gladness and some small bubble of positive emotions and go for that. Go for that and create opportunities to thank people that you are thankful for when they do nice things for you. They may be bad people. But they've done a nice thing for you, and you want to recognize that. You bring out the best in them. You know, if you can't seem to put your finger on a sense of appreciation, you want to keep going. You want to keep exploring. Continue gently reviewing. Notice any resistance in your body. Take a breath and return to nudging out appreciation possibilities. Start with things that you like that even might seem trivial. You know, trust me, they're not trivial. It, it could be as simple as a piece of music you heard, or even in the midst of a dark depression. Push yourself just a little to lean into places that you think might be appreciation. And, and, and when you're in the thick of a depression, when all things seem to, to, to forever be bleak, it, it is the feeling of uh, the duvet against your skin that you may be grateful for. It may be the feeling of laying in your bed that you're so grateful for. You know, you're spending time with yourself and you're developing and cultivating that grateful spirit. When you do hit upon something that gives you a sense of gratitude, notice what it's like. Mm -hmm. The emotion, the sensations that change your body. Do you relax or do you feel a sense of comfort? Do you stream of negative thoughts stop for a split second? That's what you've got to recognize. So take that breath. Take that breath, wiggle your toes, do something, open your eyes and give yourself a pat on the back. You just went into an unknown territory alone, a territory of happiness, peace and gratefulness. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about uh, Dr. Robert Emmons' stages of gratitude. Come back. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist in Southern California, but he is here to help you no matter where you are. Visit drgbmft.com. You can schedule an appointment with Dr. Bell, and many major health insurance plans are accepted. Call or text Dr. Bell today at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com. Dr. Bell could help you take back your life in four to eight carefully constructed sessions. Stop coping and start living in the now. Call 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. Inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Hi, 
You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it'll take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about the need for gratitude. And and, uh, Dr. Robert Emmons, who wrote many books on the subject of gratitude, he's a gratitude expert. But back in 2003, he introduced two stages of gratitude. First comes the acknowledgement of goodness in your life. In a state of gratitude, we say yes to life. We affirm that all in all, life is good, has elements that make it not just worth living, but rich with texture and detail. The acknowledgement that we have received something gratifies us, both by its presence and by the effort of the giver put into choosing it. The second stage is gratitude is recognizing that some of the sources of this goodness lie outside of you. At this stage, the object of gratitude is other directed and and a person can be grateful to other people to animals to the world and not just to yourself and at this stage we recognize not only goodness in our lives but who is out there that we need to be thankful for and who has made sacrifices so that we could be happy you know the two stages of gratitude basically uh, co- uh, compromise the recognition, recognition first of goodness in our lives and then of the source of that goodness that lies outside of ourselves. So with that process, we recognize everything and everyone that makes us who we are in our best moments. People can use gratitude to form new social relationships, to build on on existing ones and make them better. You know, acts of gratitude can be used to apologize, to make amends, or help solve other other problems people have faced. You know, alternately, uh, people may feel gracious because it, 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 it can be an intrinsically rewarding process. And that is giving to yourself. Simply being grateful for being alive is a great way to motivate yourself and seize the day. The idea that tomorrow is not guaranteed is a strong motivator for some people, but gratitude is really a selfless act. And gratitude acts are done unconditionally to show people that they are appreciated. And, and But not just because people are looking for something in return. That's not to say that people do not return the favor, but gratitude can be contagious in a really good way. You know, it's a a catharsis, one concept. What is a catharsis? It's a concept that fits well into the blueprint of, of, of gratitude. It is the process in which a person releases strong emotions suddenly. For example, after a stressful or traumatic event, somebody may cry uncontrollably but that release renders a catharsis and that means that it changes their mood it changes their thought process it changes everything about them gratitude does the same thing but can do it in small ways and it can do it in big ways we have more control of our life and the people around us when we are grateful it's a, a similar in a similar fashion catharsis works with gratitude you know just to, to look at it the guilt associated with failing to meet obligations may cause a person to show gratitude 
to another whom they have let down in an attempt to release the guilt. So the acts following that event are meant to show the deep appreciation that the friends that they have are and what they have with each other. Additionally, in a more solitary way, possessions left from past loved ones may provide a sense of serenity that enables the, the new person that owns it to reflect with gratitude on, on the object. And, and the use of gratitude serves as, as an agent of catharsis. Both people feel satisfied in the end, which is a pretty good uh, segue to the other reason that gratitude works, reciprocity. You know, the other possible explanation for how uh, gratitude uh, functions as re- is reciprocity. Reciprocity is a concept that basically originated from social psychology, and it's about the exchanging of actions. In re- it is the exchange of positive emotion. Someone performs an act of gratitude for another person. In turn, that person may be motivated to do something gracious for this other person and continue the favor for a stranger. Has it, Have any of you ever been in like a fast food line or in a Starbucks and somebody pays for your drink ahead of you and then drives off? How do you think they feel? How did you feel receiving that? I mean, it's really cathartic to have that kind of thing. I've had it happen to me a couple times and I've actually done it a few times. And the truth is you go away feeling you can change your whole day doing something simple as that. You know, after you know, acts of gratitude aren't only for people that you know, but but you know, they're people paying it forward. It, you that like I just said in in a Starbucks line, you know, where somebody paid for my own my drinks that and they didn't know me. That is so cool. You know, paying for it forward does not obligate you to reciprocate if you can't, but it does spread positivity via gratitude. Both of you get something positive, the receiver and the giver. Also. Uh, you know, you have to wonder, is gratitude uh, a trait, which is a, a dispositional or a state? You know, as a trait, an individual practices gratitude as part of their daily life. Gratitude is also considered a character strength, which is, if not among the top character strengths of an individual, if that you can possibly develop. The emotion a person experiences from another individual's expression of gratitude is referred to as a state. And that means you leave them in a state of gratitude. And if you can pass that positive energy on, you are going to be a very powerful person. You know, while the importance of gratitude was not recognized until uh, recently in the field of psychology, ancient and not so ancient philosophers such as Cicero, Seneca, Adam Smith preached its importance. And uh, Cicero and Seneca thought of gratitude as a crucially important virtue, which was the foundation uh, uh, to the successful uh, civilizations. And and for over 2,000 years, intellectuals have been considering the important role of gratitude plays in our daily life. You know, it's not just ancient and historical philosophers who are interested in gratitude as a virtue. In the past few years alone, there have been several papers published dealing with gratitude from either hybrid psychology, philosophical perspective, or from from an outright philosophical perspective. Um, You know, increasingly, there has even uh, been a paper arguing uh, that John Paul Sartre's beliefs are in line with the modern uh, positive psychology movement, using the philosopher's interest in gratitude as a character strength, as a main point of evidence. And, And the fact that the idea of gratitude has been on the minds of philosophers for millennia 
combined with the fact that the interest does not seem to be diminishing with time, points it at the allure of gratitude as an, as an important human emotion. And it's unsurprising that, that psychology researchers eventually realized that gratitude should be studied. And before they did, uh, through, uh, through another form of thinkers, long preached the importance of gratitude, religious and spiritual leaders. They've all done that. They've all done that. You know, uh, from a religious and, and, and uh, spiritual perspective, just as many philosophers historically recognize the importance of gratitude, so many religious and spiritual movements like Buddhism, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, all focus on gratitude and how to be a grateful person. And it, it, it should be noted that many religion, religions, uh, discussions of gratitude in the past have been on, on the perspective of sort, focusing on the importance of being grateful for higher power. You know, Christianity, Islam, Judaism in particular stress the importance of gratitude for the path to a good life. You know, uh, here's some examples. In, in Judaism, followers of Yahweh were encouraged to start every day by being grateful for waking up again. And uh, when it comes to Christianity, some uh, psychologists who deal with religion and, and morality claim that gratitude to God is a fundamental part of Christianity that serves an important role in, in forging a common bond between all Christians. And as for Islam, the purpose of, of each of the five daily prayers is not just to ask Allah for anything, but to show gratitude towards Allah. This shows that gratitude not only plays a major role in those three major religions, but also that gratitude plays a uniquely critical role in each religion. You know, um, modern psychological perspectives, uh, basically, uh, Emmons puts forward, he, he's, author, uh, he's offered a whole lot of papers and a whole lot of books on gratitude, by the way. Um, well-being is one of the things that he stresses. Expressing your thanks can really improve your overall sense of well-being. The grateful people are more agreeable, more open, less neurotic. Uh, and, and to develop those tendencies is going to take your ability or your having be to be anxious or depressed way, way down. You know, furthermore, gratitude is related to negativity, to depression, to positivity for a life satisfaction. It, it is, it, it brings up depression. To to work your way out of the thought disorder of depression and anxiety, becoming grateful means that you become a faith-based person. And I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about that you have faith in life, that life is going to bring you good things because you're putting good things out there. You know... Optimism is also another thing that has been researched, and people who are focused on gratitude in their lives showed significantly more optimism in a whole lot of areas in their life, including health and exercise. And, and uh, there was a study by Topher, Senchi, and Peters in 2011 where people were asked to write and deliver a letter to someone who they were grateful. And we talked about this earlier. Right after the task, their happiness levels of life satisfaction dramatically impacted uh, weeks later. 
And in the pursuit of happiness uh, and life's uh, satisfaction, gratitude is showing a direct and longing, longer-lasting effect. Thus, more gratitude we experience, the happier and more peaceful our lives become. You know, stronger self-control. Self-control helps us to be disciplined and focused and persist with what is subjectively the most important uh, for our long-term well-being. At some point, we all learn that even though we may want that big piece of chocolate cake with sugary frosting and a big glass of ice cold milk at 10 p.m. at night, making that choice of not doing it makes you grateful and it does not have consequences. Choosing not, you know, learning to say no to things that hurt you. You know, imagine the applications of the research that's been done potentially for a happier, healthier world may lie in positive emotion that is simple as gratitude. Being thankful can give us the resolve we need to make better choices in our life and for the ones we love in the most significant ways. Gratitude you can control. Anger and rage, often you cannot. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there was a research in 2015 that showed patients with heart failure who completed gratitude journals uh, showed reduced inflammation, improved sleep, better moods. And there was a, uh, a, a, we all know basically that there is a link between mind and body. And here, gratitude is a huge double benefit. You know, overall better life is what we're all looking for. So gratitude, thankfulness, and appreciation over the last two decades has been something that has been published over and over and over again. And it's not done for any strange reason. It's done because it is so, so important. You know, um, adults who feel grateful have more energy, more optimism, more social connections, more happiness than those who don't. You know, according to studies uh, conducted over the past decade, they're also less likely to be depressed, envious, greedy, uh, or alcoholics. And that comes from a psychologist named Melinda Beck. You know, aside from increasing well-being, psychology research has identified several other positive outcomes that are as a result of uh, uh, practicing gratitude. One of the positive outcomes is uh, towards a higher power creates a reduced level of stress. Uh, you know, another is that practicing gratitude can decrease levels of depression and anxiety, as we talked about earlier. Of course, having lower levels of stress, depression, and anxiety is going to make you have higher levels of well-being. And uh, of uh, if a major objective of positive psychology is to increase uh, your levels of well-being, Findings show that the value of gratitude and positive uh, psychology investigations, that gratitude is the center, is the key. And guess what? You know, when you look at people that enter uh, long-term treatment centers for alcohol, for for opiates or, you know, drugs, whatever, the deal is, is that those people walk away becoming much more grateful because they're interacting with people that are grateful to be out of the jungle of the horrible thing that they're having to put up with. You know, what are the uh, gratitude and, and neuroscience? How does that work together? The neuroscience is the science of the brain. You know, aside from uh, psychological investigations into gratitude and athletics, research into gratitude is, is further modernized by incorporating research methods from uh, neuroscience. And these researches elicited feelings of gratitude in their participants. And they found that gratitude was associated with an activity in the areas of the brain that deal with morality, reward, 
and value judgment. And the researchers also claim their findings show that gratitude is a social emotion. And these uh, neural findings are interesting for a few reasons. For one, the fact that gratitude is associated with morality and value judgment helps explain why philosophical and religious thinkers have been and continue to be so interested for the past millennia in gratitude. And the idea that gratitude is an important social emotion also validates the, the idea uh, by uh, Robert Roberts in 1991 that gratitude forges an important bond between followers of Christianity as well as ancient philosophical ideals that gratitude is a found, uh, foundational emotion for the success of society. And this collection of research uh, directions indicates that gratitude is interestingly uh, to modern psychologists and is very important to them as it is to philosophers and religious thinkers. You know, what is the effects of, of gratitude? Um, in a study by uh, McCrady and colleagues in 1998, 45 adults were taught to cultivate appreciation and other positive emotions. And the results of the study showed that there were, as a mean, 23% reduction in the stress hormone cortisol, which means those people lost some weight. <laughs> Moreover, during the use of techniques, uh, 80% of the participants exhibited an increased coherence in the heart rate variability patterns, indicating that they had reduced stress. In other words, their feelings suggests that people with an attitude of gratitude expense, experience lower levels of stress. In another study by uh, Selwyn, Stein, and Peterson in 2005, participants were given one week to write and then deliver a letter of thanks in person to someone who had been especially kind to them but who had never possibly been thanked. First, think of someone who has done something important and wonderful to you and yet you never thank them. Uh, next, reflect on the benefits you receive from the person and write them a letter and then arrange to deliver that letter. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about why gratitude is important, but also how to instill it in children. Come back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Do you like what you're hearing on the show today? Dr. Gary Bell wants to help you no matter where you are. He's fast, efficient, effective, and has a no-bull approach to helping you in less than 10 sessions. If you're ready to change right now, drop everything and call or text Dr. Bell at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. You can also follow Dr. Bell on Twitter at drgbmft for some great insight and direction. Are you ready? Make that change. Pick up the phone or go to the site, 951-818-7856 or drgbmft.com. Remember, drgbmft.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it'll take some thinking. Got a pen? 
The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about the need for gratitude. And, you know, it, gratitude can, it can really create a social network which, which can help people both advance their careers but also improve their social life and their life completely. By building a social network, by building a network of trusted individuals that you are grateful for, what happens is they are willing to participate actively in your life. You're opening a door and never closing it to individuals to try to make your life better. And in a romantic relationship, both partners need to take action to, to, to please each other. And if they do that, this will elicit several emotions, such as gratitude, indebtedness. You know, um, when you look into to indebtedness and gratitude, those two emotions are characterized as an emotional response to a costly and intentionally provided benefit. Also, gratitude and indebtedness are associated with the intention to repay for the received benefits. So gratitude leads to an internal motivation and indebtedness and an and external motivation to reciprocate. It is all good. You know, thoughtful actions. You know, if, if we look at a study done by Al Go uh, and a whole bunch of other people in 2010, they asked about 67 couples to keep a diary for two weeks. And the participants had to record their own and their partner's thoughtful action and their emotions and their relationship, re- relational well-being. You know, by coupling the data with two partners, they were able to see whether a thoughtful action of, a per- of participation was recognized by the partner and, and if they were acknowledged in the action accordingly. And what they found was that partners' thoughtful action predicted an increase in feelings of grateful and indebtedness. However, only feeling uh, gratitude, not indebtedness, and on on one day predicted that an increase in the relationship well-being of the participation in the next day would come around to indebtedness. When these feelings of gratitude are noticed by the partner, the relationship well-being increases. So if you want a good relationship, be grateful for your partner. Also, you can do an intervention with gratitude. It's possible to do the same exercise uh, with, with couples who want to improve their relationship. Let both partners keep a diary for a week and discuss the answers in, in the next. Did they recognize, did they acknowledge what their partner did for them and how did it make them feel? By doing this, it becomes an active dialogue in the relationship. You know, gratitude is something you have to apply in your life. This is a very, uh, before you go to sleep, simply think of the positive things that happened during the day, things that you're grateful for. Take a moment to do this every night. And it's not a bad idea to keep a gratitude journal to reflect on later. If you have children, take a moment with them before bed to ask them to think about something they're grateful for in themselves and in their life. Don't forget to set a good example by sharing what you're grateful for. You know, if you feel that you have neglected to thank someone for being especially kind or helpful, don't focus on feeling bad about it. Just write them a letter explaining your gratitude and deliver it in person, if possible. If you you can't deliver it in person, send it via post, via email, via text. However you do it, make sure you make the effort to reach out to the people who have helped you along your path. Not only will this strengthen your relationships, it will actually make you a happier person. You know, 
you want to instill gratefulness. If you have children, teaching our kids to say thank you is very important. But truly insisting on a sense of gratitude in them is, is another matter entirely. You know, not you don't stop at just teaching them to say thank you. It goes way beyond good manners. It's a mindset. It's a lifestyle. You know, uh, Wall Street Journal wrote an article about raising kids with gratitude and acknowledged a growing interest in the area of gratitude in our younger generation. You know, the piece uh, cited studies showing that kids who counted their blessings Re, uh, reaped huge benefits, including greater life satisfaction, greater attitude about school. Doesn't that sound good, right? You know, but before we get into the how, let's explore why. What's the big deal about having an attitude of gratitude anyway? First of all, gratitude is healthy for us. Believe it or not, like I said earlier, it benefits adults and kids alike on a very basic level. You know, gratitude also grants perspective, even in kids. When you take into account the sheer amount of opportunities, privileges, and material possessions most kids enjoy through no effort of their own, it's easy to see why many of them feel entitled. After all, they get used to getting the stuff without knowing or caring where it comes from. So practicing gratitude, on the other hand, underscores the fact that all those toys and lessons create comforts and they don't just pop out of thin air. You made an effort to do that, and they need to be grateful for you doing that, making that effort to make their life a little better. You know, you want take those opportunities when you give them a gift to have them learn how to be grateful for what they have. In addition, gratitude improves relationships. Think about it. Would you rather show up at work every day to colleagues who freely acknowledge and appreciate your contributions or colleagues who take your efforts uh, for in stride and take you for granted? You know, you want to name your blessings. So this is how you teach kids. Name your blessings. Have a moment of thanks each day when everyone shares something they're thankful for, whether the list includes a favorite toy, a a good uh, music lesson, a birthday card, uh, a great time at the gym. You know, have them develop a positive frame of mind. You know, with older kids, you might even prefer to keep a gratitude journal and write down a few things that we're thankful for each day before going to bed. That is good for teens. You know, sometimes uh, when kids are particularly negative, send them uh, a nightly email with things that you're grateful for about them. You know, that is a nice way to end the evening. You know, you also want to be a grateful parent. If you have children, you need to be a grateful parent if you're going to model uh, gratefulness and, and look for that within them. You know, what an invaluable exercise it is to tell your kids why they're grateful, uh, why you're grateful to have them. You know, it goes without saying that we love our kids and that we're thankful beyond words for their love, their smiles, their hugs, so much more. When, when we tell them what makes them special to us, their self-esteem is boosted for the right reasons. And that's plus our example shows them how gra- uh, gratitude works and how it feels to receive it. You also you want to resist the urge to shower them with too much stuff. You know, the old adage, all things in moderation is a very good guideline. You know, of course, we want to give our kids the best, and, and this isn't to suggest that we refuse to buy them anything but the bare essentials. But buying kids things, whatever they want, whenever they want it, dilutes the gratitude impulse, and it can mean that they don't learn to value or respect their possessions. You know, and having them pitch in 
when they want something is another way to make them learn gratitude because they have to make an effort to get something that they want so badly. You know, if your kids don't uh, get an allowance or earn money at a job, have them participate in buying some of the things they want. So when kids themselves take the time to save up, they have an ownership stake in the purchase and gain an understanding of the value of the dollar by working toward what they want. It also teaches restraint and encourages kids to appreciate what they have, as well as giving them a more realistic perspective on what you and others do for them. Huge. You know, you also want to keep thank you notes on hand. Sadly, sending handwritten thank you notes seems to be a dying thing these days, but it's actually a perfect way to encourage kids to express gratitude. As an added bonus, it can make the recipient's day. Of course, it's more than uh, appropriate for kids to send notes when they receive gifts, but we can also encourage them to thank teachers at the end of school year. You know, little league coaches, ballet teachers, dance teachers, uh, pediatricians, helpful librarians, families who host for them for overnights and parties. There are loads of opportunities throughout the year for kids to recognize and thank those who've done something special for them. Also, set a good example by saying thank you and as sincerely and often to your children and have them watch you say thank you and see how someone appreciates being thanked. You know, the values of our kids is embraced as they get older uh, aren't those that we nag them into learning, but the ones that we they see us living out. There are countless opportunities every day for us to model gratitude for kids. For example, thanking the waitress who serves the food, the cashier who rings you up at the grocery store, the teller at the bank who cashes your check. When our kids see us expressing sincere thanks at all times, they'll be more inclined to do well. I also encourage them to give back. You know, it's the old saying, it's better to give than receive, has stuck around for a reason. It really does feel great to help someone else out. You know, depending on their ages, kids can rake leaves for an elderly neighbor or, 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 some, or volunteer at a nursing home for a few hours a week. You might even make service uh, a family activity. When kids give their time and energy to help others, they're less likely to take things like health, home, and family for granted. You know, when we, as we were kids, we would... Uh, go around the neighborhood and ask for canned goods that people weren't using and people were more than happy to donate all tons and tons of canned goods but we were able to help uh, people that didn't have the money to buy things uh, by giving it to a homeless shelter or by giving it to a uh, food aid program. You know, you also, with your kids, you want to insist on politeness and respect all the way around. That is huge. All right. Going on into this, we want to also, when we have bad moments with kids, we want to find the silver lining. You know, it's human nature to see the glass half empty from time to time, and children are no exceptions. When children complain or gripe, it can be helpful to try to find a response that looks on the bright side. It's called an attitude of gratitude, and it's about the perspective of more than circumstance. Sometimes it's tempting to wallow in misery and self-pity, but as parents, we need to remember that it's more productive to teach our kids to be resilient and uh, refocus them on, on the positives they may be overlooking. Uh, and we want to, as parents, look for teachable moments. 
you know, we're all able to take opportunity to have a periodic conversations about values with our children. But the key is to keep our eyes open for situations that eloquently illustrate our point. We need to seize those moments and be prepared to use them as a powerful teaching aid uh, when they are. When kids can connect the concepts of gratitude to a real-life situation, the lesson we're teaching will be much more uh, uh, st- stick with them. You know, you you want to uh, incorporate it as a regular routine. You know, you want to incorporate it into your child uh, psychology. This is just how we are as people. You know, you want to thank your child often, even if they are uh, if they're doing chores, for instance. Thank them for doing that. Encourage them. Send pictures to grandparents, relatives, friends, explaining that they will be grateful and happy to receive their uh, artwork. You know, generate an attitude of giving. Ask children to select clothes or toys that you might have to give to other children in need or share with the neighbors. And also, you want to say thank you to spouses and friends in the presence of children. Explain why you're grateful so they get it, so they start to understand. You know, um, where you begin uh, is uh, dependent on who is supposed to be learning the new skill. Each person has unique strengths and an area of need, and it's important to develop a sense of gratitude going to the level of the person that you are communicating to. Now, if you're a teacher uh, and, or, or a parent, you want to bring gratefulness into the classroom. You can bring gratitude into your home or your classroom by fostering imagination. You know, in the in this crazy world of multitasking and media, pause to help young people go deeper into the moment to follow the paths and discover fascinating new places. You know, look at a child with new eyes. Each day, children and teens change. They will never be the same as they are in this moment. So you notice the unfolding and the blossoming of a person, of a child, and you want to notice that and recognize them in them so they become more conscious of it and the more we drive the unconscious to the conscious the more we're instilling a value into a person or a child you also if you're in the class you want to cultivate gratefulness teach children to appreciate people and cultures uh, that are different from there share stories of ancestors you know pause with young people to enjoy the beauty of a rainbow or the peacefulness of a sunset you know uh, listen that is the most powerful tool in our life is to listen and validate. doesn't mean you have to agree. I understand. I hear what you're saying. So what you're telling me is this. That's listening with empathy. So you pay attention to the stories that children share. Notice what makes them happy, sad, afraid, lonely, excited, and show them your presence that you care what they think about and feel on the inside, not just what they do on the outside. And you want to ask also uh, – you know, today is, 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 is unique among the days you stare with your children. So you want to make those days all unique. All right, that's our show. Our next show is Alternatives to Mental Health Medication. I want to thank everybody for listening. I'd love to hear from you. drgbmft at sbcglobal.net is my email or Twitter at drgbmft. Remember, when nothing goes right, go left. <laughs> You know, also remember, life might go easier if you keep a a, a pocket of Xanax and learn to flick it into people's mouth that stress you out. 
Also, you know, Viagra has killed the buzz for many women who thought they finally retired from sex with their husband. Thanks for listening. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. We'll be right back.